Howdy, y'all. This is Eleanor Kennedy, coming at you from day 40-something or maybe 50-something of pandemic living. This is Women of Influence, our interview series with some of Columbus's most powerful female executives. This week, we're bringing you a preview of our conversation with Heather Whaling, founder of Gebbin Communication. For you loyal Columbus Business First podcast followers, you might be aware that we recently featured Heather on our new crisis management series, in which we're chatting with business owners about how they're handling this whole coronavirus thing. After sharing some candid thoughts on the challenges her business has faced and the tough decisions she's had to make, Heather stuck around to chat more with me about her experience as a woman in business, which we'll be sharing with you in full next week. Heather talked to me about why she's passionate about paid leave for no parents, an issue she's been a vocal proponent of on a local and national scale. It's a great story, so I won't dawdle too much before you get to hear it. Instead, I'll use my time today for one self-serving reason, to plug our crisis management series. For those who may not have checked it out, we've not only heard from Heather, but also Joe DeLoss of Hot Chicken Takeover, Doug Ullman of Pelotonia, Christy Angel of the YWCA, an all-time great Women of Influence guest, and many, many more power players. If you're still trying to wrap your head around what decisions you should be making, how to communicate with your staff, or just looking for some solidarity, that podcast is a great resource. You can find stories and videos with all our guests on our website, or just scroll through whatever app you're using to listen to our podcast to find previous episodes. We'll be airing more conversations in the coming weeks about how business owners are approaching Ohio's great reopening now that we move into a new phase of the coronavirus crisis. Now, on to Heather and the amazing story of how having a baby in an Akron hospital shaped the way she viewed paid leave policies. Shifting gears a little bit, I know paid leave is a topic that you're particularly passionate about, I guess I'll say, which is also uh, right now a, a big topic du jour as lots of companies are grappling with sick leave during this pandemic. But just tell me a little bit first about kind of why and how that's been something that's a big focus of yours. Sure. So I had my son in 2013. And when I, you know, at that point, we were a small company, and we didn't have a whole lot of policies in place yet. So I was the first person to have a kid. And so when I was going through that process, I ended up going into labor five weeks early, we were on the highway driving back from Cleveland. And so we were like by the Lodi outlet malls, and my contractions all of a sudden were two minutes apart. Um, and we were like, not anywhere near a major hospital. So we pull off to the side of the road and go to the Lodi General Hospital. They did not have a, a maternity ward and could not help me. The my, oh my son breach, and so I knew I needed a C-section, and they like could not do that. But because of the way the wind was blowing, it actually would have. So we ended up getting life lighted. But because of the way the wind was blowing, it would have taken twice as long to uh, get us to or to Columbus as it did to take us to Akron. So we ended up going to Akron, giving birth there. My son was five weeks early. He, I had an emergency C-section and then spent the next 13 days with him in the NICU. And during those 13 days, I never once had to worry about if I would get paid for the time outside of work. I didn't have to worry about if I would have a job to go back to. Of course, I'd have a job. I own the company. But even still, it was the most stressful experience of my life. But I was able to stay singularly focused on what do I need to do to get my son healthy so we can get home. Mm -hmm. Having a child in 
any situation is stressful. I couldn't imagine then having that added layer of stress of wondering about if I have a job or if I'm going to get paid. And the reality is before, you know, coronavirus, the reality is that only 18% of American workers have access to paid leave after having a child and only 4% of hourly workers. And those are the people who need it the most. Mm -hmm. So as our company grew and evolved, we needed to start to put some real policies in place. And paid leave was one of those things that we knew I had a person pregnant in my office. We knew we needed a policy for. So in 2016, we rolled out Gavin Loves Families, which is our version of paid leave. We provide 10 weeks of paid leave to all new moms and new dads, whether they give birth or adopt, plus a two-week transition period. For me, when I went back to work, and I only, I, you know, the company was very small and it was very different at that point, so I couldn't take 12 weeks of paid leave. But even still, I knew that that time coming back to work was a really hard adjustment. So that's why we have that two-week transition period. So people can work from home. They can set their schedule. They can only work a couple hours a day if they want. They could just work a couple days a week. Whatever they want to get their family acclimated to starting to ease back into work is fine with us. And then, you know, since then have been a pretty vocal advocate about the importance of paid family leave. And in the absence of state and federal leadership, then the onus falls to the business to figure out how to make it work for their employees. Um, and I think it's really important that businesses do that. I think it's even more important that we have a national funded policy, <laughs> but you know, that's a whole other conversation, yeah. I guess. <laughs> what is the, what's kind of the business case that you would make for having a generous policy? So I think having a policy is better for, it helps us from a top talent recruitment and retention standpoint. I think it helps us make sure that the work we're doing is high quality. Like if you ask a new mom to come to work two weeks after she gave birth, you're not going to get high quality work from her because the baby is barely sleeping and her body hasn't gotten back to normal. Um, even if you ask a new dad to come back to work, like you're not going to get top quality work from a new dad at that point either. And so I think it helps us, you know, it helps make sure that we're delivering the quality of work that we need to be delivering. I also just think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> um, I think we expect our people to work really hard and this is a major moment in their life and, and they should get to spend that time with the baby. But I think the, you know, I think it helps reduce costs. So from a business standpoint, I think you can make a business case that it does help reduce costs. I do think it's a very hard benefit to add or to be able to offer for most businesses. We're fortunate in a professional services environment that our margins are good. And so I can absorb that cost if I need to when I have somebody out on leave and so I can self-fund this benefit. That's not the reality for a lot of companies with lower margins. And I think in the coronavirus moment, we see the impact of that. When people are not able to take time when, when they're feeling ill, that contributes then to germs and diseases spreading. Mm -hmm. It was interesting at the beginning of it when people just kept saying, if you don't feel good, don't go to work. Well, that's just not reality for most people. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you know that that part of the legislation that has passed includes paid leave, but I hope that we recognize that it's not something we need just at this one moment in time, but that in reality, we need to figure out how to do better by our employees. 